Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 177 of the Trust the Plan podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. Jim, it's good to have you back. It's nice to be back. Thought yeah. Preston was going to take over for a while. He did a nice job. Yeah. I give him credit. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He, he has some big news, so we wanted to, you know, give him some time. That is exciting. Though I'll say the one piece of news that I'm jealous of is that he was able to graduate college with the academic requirements to sit for the CFP exam right away. Yeah. During my journey, that took me probably 18 months to get through the curriculum alone, and then mm -hmm. another six months to study. So that was a nice, uh, it's a really a nice route yeah, for kids to be able to do. It's two years. Yeah. It, it took me two years as well. Yeah. So I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so we have three CFPs now on the team. So yeah, yeah we're, uh, you know, I'm really proud of that. Yeah, really proud of it that. shows that, you know, we're all taking it seriously and putting in the time and energy to, to learn as much as we can. and. You know, help the yeah. clients as much, you know, best that we can. Of course. So, what's on your mind today, besides the, the CFP? <laughs> well, the one thing that I was thinking about, I came across an article that talked about money markets, um, our CDs at the bank, right? Everybody knows that short-term rates are up, and people are excited about CD rates, and we kind of keep hearing that from different people. Is what about these CDs? Shouldn't I get one of these CDs, right? Kind of like we heard it back when uh, I-bonds were pretty popular yes. too, right? Mm -hmm. you, you hear the investment of the week kind of deal, right? So that was uh, was something that popped up and you know, one of the, the comments I saw in an article even talked about, why would I even need an advisor? I can just put it in a CD and, and make 5%. Okay, so we're saying we're going beyond, I, let's do what we can to earn a higher rate at the bank, but we're actually gonna terminate the advisor as well yeah okay which means like moving your retirement accounts from Schwab or Ameritrade to the bank to the, yeah right and mm -hmm. okay so like I'm I'm all for getting ex, ex, extra cash mm -hmm. extra interest on my cash yeah but now we're taking it a little bit too far right that that was the first thought I had too <laughs> is man that's pretty extreme to think about selling out to one asset class only right taking yeah. all that money parking parking it in a cd and thinking that's going to be the best investment and the only investment you're going to need for the rest of your life it's pretty uh it's pretty bold and short-sighted because these mm -hmm. cds are like one year two years right that's where the highest rates are right now you know a little over five percent and you know if if your plan works for five percent that's great mm -hmm. but you know, if your plan, like I'm 43, you know, I need a 50-year plan. Yeah. Right? Not a two-year plan. Right. Okay. So my personal philosophy, and then we'll go into all the other problems. My personal philosophy is we need the smallest amount of money in the bank as we're comfortable with. So mm -hmm. what the, I'm, ta I'm not talking about emergency reserves and anything. I'm just talking about your checking account. Mm -hmm. So a couple months of expenses max in mm -hmm. that checking account. And just map it out like what are your anticipated needs and make sure that you have enough all the rest for me mm -hmm. needs to be in a money market all of your uh, cash needs yeah I, I, I would say similarly you know if you're if you got your checking account your pay the bills account 
you know, maybe you want to be a month ahead mm -hmm. on those expenses just in case something pops up or whatever. But um, that, that's how I think as well is just keep that checking account low mm -hmm. and put all the rest of the money to work somewhere. Not, just taking it one step further, being, you know, taking on, uh, you know, a higher interest rate um, for money that you don't think you'll need for a while. Yeah, and to be clear, we're not saying don't have an emergency reserve, right? We're saying the emergency reserve shouldn't be in the checking account. Yeah, put or, it where it's gonna earn something. Or I'd say in the bank at all, yeah. because the money markets are superior right now at 4.7%. You can get like a, a CD that's probably 5%, 5.1 right now, mm -hmm. but I don't wanna lock it up for a year if it's only worth 0.4 extra, Yeah. right? I agree completely. And, and going back to that original question we posed about CDs, that's one of the biggest things in my mind is you're, is locking that money up for two years to get that 5% rate. For me, a little lower, uh, a little lower rate of return for hundred percent, you know, daily liquidity is huge. It's kind of a no brainer. I would, yeah. I would the liquidity. That. I agree completely on the liquidity. Mm -hmm. I want to have, if I change my mind, I don't want to have a penalty. If I need money now, I don't want to have a penalty right. and I don't, feel like the point 0.4 is worth it, okay? Yeah. And then the, the other thing that you could say is, well, in a year from now, we could have lower money market rates. So you could buy a, a CD for a year and get, your, let's say 5.1, okay? Because mm -hmm. I was looking yesterday and that's what I saw. Right. And that's a good rate, okay? But in favor of the CD, the money markets are at 4.7 and they could go down between now and one year from now, which I would think they will a little bit because mm -hmm. the Fed is going to have to probably pivot, meaning right. they stop raising and they maybe start cutting. So I would expect that. Mm -hmm. So the CD probably will make more, but I don't care. Mm -hmm. Right? The, the other things That's that true. you said are important. But the 4.7 could be 3.7 in a year. You're right. Yeah. So, agreed. So that's something to, to think about. But either way, inflation's 5.0. Mm hmm. So we're we're, yeah. we're we're not making any real money. <laughs> it's a great point because it's easy to get excited about short-term rates or paying again. We're finally getting paid interest on our money, and that's great. But if we're just matching inflation, we're really we're just treading water, right? We're mm -hmm. not really really making any progress. Yep. Um, and so the other thing that he talked about is, uh, or the 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 conversation was in the article. Well, what happens? after a year is up or after two years are up, then what do you do? Yeah. yeah, and you were starting to go down that path a little bit, but there's a reinvestment risk, right? Is if, what happens if you're getting 5% today and in two years when the CD comes due, it's only paying 2%, right? So now you, you only have, your choice of investments at that point are only uh, another low paying CD or trying to pivot into something that would pay more like maybe a bond fund. but. If you had been in a bond fund the whole time, as rates were going down, we know that the value of that bond would have gone up. Yes. So there's a lot of lost opportunity there in price appreciation on the bonds if, if that were to be the case. So let's also say uh, rates go down 1%, okay? So in two years or w when the reinvestment comes up, instead of making 5.1, now you're only making 4%. Mm -hmm. Well now, if your 4% return if your financial plan requires 5% to be successful, now what do you do? You're locked in at four, maybe the market rallies and, and you're selling stocks today yeah. 
and you have to buy back in at a higher price or, you know, it, it's just a mess. Th that's really true because if the, if the Fed cuts rates like we think at some point they would, that, you know, not a prediction, but that would likely spur on growth in the market and we would see a good market return based on them cutting disclosure. rates. Disclosure. Full disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> no right. crystal ball. Right. Okay. Uh, I just thought of another thing. This is, this is an excellent uh, par parallel here. Do you remember the Boons and Clausens booklet that American funds used to have? <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. I don't. All right. So in 2001 is when I graduated, and this is, they would like send out marketing materials, right? And so this one is called the Boons and Clausens. Mm -hmm. It's just like a picture of a, a couple on one, pa on one page, they're super happy. And mm -hmm. a picture of another couple on, on the other page, and they're like, <laughs> with frown, they're, okay. they're, they're upset. <laughs> Right. So the story is, right, and I can't remember which one was which, but let's say the Boons, the happy ones, you know, they invested in the market in 1980 and they had this 20 year raging bull market from 19, basically from the early 80s until 99, mm -hmm. right? Like double digit returns, huge numbers, just wonderful ROI. And so they're happy and smiling. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Clausens over here who are upset because in 1980, Remember how high interest rates were? Mm -hmm. Like double digit treasuries? Right. Let's say 10%. They bought a 20 year treasury mm -hmm. at 10%. Who wouldn't like that? Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, my plan would work with a 10% return. Yeah. Okay. So then in 2000, when it comes up to reinvest, that 20 year bond was like 4%. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now they got to reinvest and they're going to get make less than half. So they're mm -hmm. upset, okay? They missed out on the bull market, which right. you know, which would have had a little way more, and now the, the income and interest that the treasuries are gonna kick out are not enough for their financial plan yeah, to work. Plan doesn't work. Yeah. Plan doesn't work. So the Boons and Clausens are a good parallel here too. Definitely. Uh, what else here? Um, what about the call risk? Okay. Yeah, that that was the other thing I was gonna mention. There there is call risk as well. And what that means is people may say, Well, if I get in a in a five percent C D today, I don't care what happens, I'm just gonna be happy I got that. Well, if rates go down and, and the, uh, the deal's not as good for the bank anymore and they can't afford to pay that because maybe interest rates are half that now, right? And they're only 2%. Well, the bank will essentially refinance that CD. They'll buy it back from you and they'll reissue it at a lower rate. So just because it's good now doesn't mean it's good forever, right? Because there's a risk that they call that CD back and they basically essentially refinance it and give you a worse deal. And a lot of banks have that in, in the terms of the CD. You have, right. to, you have to read and read the fine print and make sure that it's one that you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So let me also say this. When you go to your local bank, you know, the rate is the rate, okay? But at Schwab, Ameritrade Schwab, there's brokered CDs. And so we can choose from 100 banks mm. that we want to, mm -hmm. to, to look at. And when banks compete, you win. Remember that yeah. tagline? <laughs> so, you know, we probably, in a lot of cases, have better rates than your local bank. So think about that with the CDs as well. Yeah, very true. And the money markets are, you know, second to none. Yeah. Uh, and I would say the biggest takeaway from the article, though, is, is something like that totally negates the value that the financial planner adds, right? If you were to say, well, just put it all on a CD, take your 5% and be happy, right? 
because you, there's so many opportunities that are probably missed. There's so much optimization that's missed. Like you said, does the plan work? I, I, I doubt that they even know if the plan works, right? The hypothetical, the story, right? Does the plan even work at 5%? I bet they don't even know the answer to that. Right. Because they haven't done the work to... Because they fired their planner. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a lot of planners don't plan. It's, don't forget about oh, that. Oh, man. We could do many episodes on that topic. I think we, we run into have. it all the time. I think we already have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have one more idea besides planning, which really should be like the number one thing that yeah. you're losing with this deal. But a muni money market, this is something that uh, I've been talking more about with people in the top tax rate. So if you're paying 37% mm -hmm. uh, to the Fed, um, I think the muni rates were like in the, in the mid threes, don't quote me, okay? Mm -hmm. Full disclosure, not a recommendation, right? right. That yeah. kind of a thing. Um, but if you're, let's just make up a number, 3.6% on a muni money market, yeah, it's less than the 4.7, but it's tax-free, federally mm -hmm. tax-free. The, the equivalent is like 6%, yeah. the taxable equivalent yield. Mm -hmm. So that is very attractive if you're in the top tax bracket. That is a great point, yeah. yeah. Okay, anything else on this topic? I think we've covered it. Take no. us out. Yeah, so if you have questions, if you want to know what you should do with your safe money, uh, if you're looking for a second opinion, feel free to reach out to us at peakwm.com. You can schedule right online uh, or pick up the phone and give us a call, and uh, we're happy to meet with you. Hashtag no lazy money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see ya. <laughs> You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.